T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Uh, Dan Jeremiah is uh, on the NFL Network, as you probably know. You can follow him on uh, Twitter at Move the Sticks. Um, covers the draft, all right? Also covers the league, so lots to cover there. Um, Daniel, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you doing? Uh, let me start with the, since we have Danielson coming up and the game's on the fan tomorrow, LSU-Alabama. Um there's two things surrounding the game. Obviously, two is availability, which we won't know tomorrow, um, and also what that means for him now that he's on his second straight year of having these high ankle sprains, um, how that impacts him. And then, of course, the LSU quarterback who has thrust himself out of nowhere, not only into the Heisman race, but a lot in some places with scouts into the top ten in the draft. You know, here's yeah. a kid who came out of nowhere who is now being talked about as a, you know, a locked first rounder in the, in the draft. Yeah, you talk about somebody that's helped themselves. Nobody's helped themselves more this year um, than what we've seen down there at LSU. And, and Joe Burrow, coming into the year, I would say, Mike, you're talking about somebody who's being talked about as a third, fourth round pick. Um, and you heard great things about the intangibles, the toughness, the leadership, all that. But it was like, I just don't know how talented he is. And then uh, he kind of announced his presence in that game against Texas uh, where he goes uh, on the road and just torched the Longhorns in that one. And he's really done it all year long. So um, I I don't think he's the most skilled guy, but I think he's improved in that area. And I think with the intangibles, he has to go along with it. I think he's he's absolutely a first-round pick at this point in time. It's just a matter of how high he's going to go. And then you flip it over to Tua. Um, it, you know, in, when you're in draft meetings, when you're talking about durability, when you when you write your reports and you put it in the system, Mike, you have to put in there how many games they've missed. So the weird thing is, even though he's had these two high ankle sprains, you know, last year it happened at that period of time, you know, in, in the in the conference championship games, he had a month to really get healthy for the for the playoffs. So technically, he didn't miss any games. This year, he missed one game because he had the benefit of the bye week. So it's you know, it, on paper, it looks like, oh, this kid's only missed one game, but I'm with you. I mean, but he are, played hurt. He played here. hurt every yeah. game last year. And if he comes, and, and, and we don't know if he's going to play tomorrow. I, I gather he is. I mean, I'm going to go on a premise that he is until I hear otherwise. But, you know, I, I would then, I love Tua as a, as a pro because I, yeah. think, I think he's as accurate as any quarterback I've seen in college in a long time. And accuracy to me is at the top of the charts. And he is deadly accurate. Uh, but, his injury issues, they scare me. When guys get hurt in college, I worry about them because they're going to get hurt in the pros. Yeah, I mean, look, that, we used to have an old uh, we used to have an old scout when I first started. When I was with the Baltimore Ravens, he used to say, um, let me give you some advice, young guys. Fat guys stay fat, dumb guys stay dumb, and hurt guys stay hurt. That's a good one. <laughs> he's just, uh, he's, he's like, absolutely <laughs> right. You know what? He's absolutely you know, right. Yep. So that was kind of an old old scout's words. And, you know, look, the durability thing does follow you. It has followed a lot of players. So, now, I mean, he hasn't missed whole seasons, hasn't even missed chunks of seasons, but he has been beat up. I think that's true. The harder thing for me with Tua, I think he's fantastic. But when you try and evaluate him, 
he's got there's only going to be four games worth watching. Everything that you've seen on Tua this year, throw out. I mean, because Mike, you freeze the tape at the top of his drop. He's got three receivers that are five yards in the clear, and that's tough to translate that. Now LSU, probably Georgia in the conference championship game and two playoff games. Those are the four tapes NFL teams are going to focus on because the rest of this stuff, they're just so much better than everybody they're playing against. It's hard to get a good evaluation. No question, but he is a incredibly accurate passer. I mean, it's unbelievable. He put the ball on a dime. I mean, I've had guys who have, who work that league and are NFL guys and have been NFL guys for a long time tell me that he is the most accurate passer they have ever. I mean, Aikman was deadly. I mean, this guy, yeah. this guy is deadly. He doesn't have the velocity that Aikman had, but his he is deadly accurate. He could put the ball on a dime. It's, it's an incredible quality he has in terms of he drops the ball in there perfectly on these guys, time after time after time. And that's, to me, I look at three things. When I'm looking at quarterbacks, if you just you boil it all down, I want to see decision-making, I want to see accuracy, and I want to see poise. And I would say Tua Tonga-Vailoa grades out very high in all three of those areas. How about the two other players in college this year? One's on Alabama, that's Judy, who's going to be a, a great yep. pro. And then the Ohio State kid who now has got some issues, I know, but he is a guy who's going to come out and be the same kind of pass rusher that the other guys have been. He's going to come out and be a really disruptive pass rusher. Yeah, somebody asked me, what is Chase Young at Ohio State? Who does he remind you of? And I said, well, if... If Miles Garrett and Joey Bosa had a baby, it would be yeah. Uh, basically, be he's right young. in line. He's right in line, <laughs> and they've been great pros. So he's going to be real, he's going to be can't miss. There's oh, no yeah. question. Yeah. He's going to be can't he's miss. Easy. Yeah, he's very easy. Uh, you know, my young my young daughter who doesn't watch football or like football, I could show her 15 plays and say who's the who's the yep. who's the stud, huh? and she'd be able to figure that out. He, he's he's easy. I mean, and, and now if he sits out, if they make him sit out the rest of the year, it doesn't. It's not going to disrupt anything. It's not going to disrupt yeah. anything. And then Judy, to me, Judy's going to be a major force in the NFL. He's going to be perfect. He's outstanding. But I'll, I'll ask you this question because you're there in the market. Somebody reached out to me on social media and said, oh, Judy's going to be perfect for Sam Darnold. He's just what they need. And I'm, and I'm sitting here going, there is absolutely – and I, like, I love Judy. He's a great player. There is no chance – the Jets could take a wide receiver they in the can't. first round. They have no they tackles. They, they have can't. no edge they, rushers. They, they have no corners. The Jets, find, the Jets have to I go shopping. You're, you're absolutely right. Third, fourth, Listen, you're absolutely right. The Jets don't have that luxury to take a guy like that. The Jets have to build the infrastructure first. They have no. They, they have no chance. You're absolutely right. They need everything you mentioned. They need corners. They need tackles. They need pass rushes. They don't have any of the three. And you know you got to go shopping there first. So that that goes and, without and those saying. Those are expensive. Items. Those are items that are a lot harder to find later on in the draft. Whereas receivers, I mean, I can show who is you. The a, best, a who is the best receivers. tackle in the draft? Right now, the kid at Georgia Thomas is really good. Um, it's a good. It's good depth wise. There's not a Laramie Tunsil type talent in this draft that I've seen thus far at tackle. There's a kid. Uh, there's a kid. Uh, Beck, what's his name? Beckton. Uh, at uh, Louisville, who was enormous. And if you watched the Raiders play last night, I do the Charger game, so I saw uh, them up front. I mean, that uh, Trent Brown, who's a massive human, who's uh, who's really been a good player for, for the Patriots and now the, the Raiders. This kid at Louisville reminds me of him. He's a good player. There's a lot of players in this draft, Mike, that are better than what the Jets have to play with right now. So gotcha. that's good news for Joe Douglas. Yeah, easy as, as far as that's concerned. As you said, the Jets need so much help on the offensive line. It goes without saying. I mean, they need an incredible amount of help. We're talking with Daniel Jeremiah. Um, uh, one more thing about the draft, and that is uh, who's the best 
defensive player other than the obvious one? Who's the next best defensive player in this draft after the Ohio State kid? Well, there's some there's some good options. I probably would say at this point in time it's his teammate. <laughs> it's Jeffrey Akuda, the corner for Ohio State. Okay. And if you look around the league, I, I, if you watch an NFL game, every game it seems like has a, a Clemson wide receiver and Ohio State corner. Yep. I mean, they've just been factories for those positions. And Jeffrey Okuda, height, weight, speed, toughness, I mean, he's a no-brainer, top-five guy. And LSU always has a ton of defensive guys, too. So, I mean, they probably got a couple of good ones. They, get, year, they got right? a freshman. Mike, they got a freshman corner, Stingley. Holy moly, he's the best corner. He's the best corner in college football. Kid's a true freshman. Derek Stingley's kid, he's phenomenal. Stingley's kid? Yes. Oh, wow, that's pretty interesting in itself. Okay. Um, all right, in the league right now, uh, San Francisco, uh, someone you, you see a lot of, uh, yeah. Is San Francisco, in your mind, are they a legitimate NFC title team yet, in your mind, or are they not there yet? Oh, I, I have them there, and I've had them there for a little while. I, mean, I thought this was a playoff team before the season started, and I think that uh, now the way that they're cooking and the fact they could be, you know, they could have the playoffs go right through their backyard. They've got the things that you need to play well in the postseason. They've got a defensive line that can completely dominate football games. Uh, they can run the football with a combination of a, a good offensive line, uh, really good running backs, and the best run scheme with Kyle Shanahan in the NFL. Uh, they haven't even been healthy up front, so they're even going to get better running the football. And the quarterback, while it's not always pretty, uh, the guy doesn't lose. No, he I like him. He knows how to play. Game. He understands that. He understands what it's about. Not, it's not about padding your stats. It's about winning the game. No. That's exactly when right. When he needs to step up, yep. he needs to step up against Arizona. That's yep. exactly what he did. But they don't have to run through him. But I think it's kind of like that ripcord. Yep. When necessary, you can pull that thing and you'll be just fine. I think they're a Super Bowl caliber team. And their tight ends and their tight ends, uh, tight ends, as good as anybody in the sport. No question. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, he's a wonderful player. So you think they're there uh, right now. So uh, that, that's an, okay. So you think the because I, I wonder about if their offensive line is going to get exposed in a big game. Well, I think they get they have been playing without both their starting tackles and and we talked about the tight end. They've got the best fullback and the most versatile fullback in the NFL in Yushik. All so you get both tackles back, Staley, who to me is still a top five to six left tackle in the NFL. You get him back, you get the right tackle back, McGlinchey was a first round pick, and you get the best fullback uh back. I, I don't worry about them. And pass protection wise with Shanahan's system, it's so much of that stretch and boots, and you're not you're not going to be you know staring at a stationary target back there. Uh, they do a good job of moving him around. Have any of the quarterbacks, uh, Daniel, in in this draft? Uh, because the New York team is going to be picking very high, I, and obviously yeah. um, they're not going to be in the market for quarterbacks unless something crazy happens. But um, this was considered to be a very, very big quarterback draft, and now you have Burrow in the mix of it. You have, obviously, the other names that we know at Georgia, at Oregon, obviously, two are at the top. Um, is yeah. there, as because early in the year, people thought there could be as many as five quarterbacks in the first round. You think it's still that many in the first round of this draft? I, I don't think so. Um you know, but it's interesting to see what happens with some of these teams with some older quarterbacks that might be in the mix. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of teams that have decisions to make at the position. So I would say, I would say three for sure's and that the three for sure's two is going to go in the first round. Herbert from Oregon is going to go in the first round. Burrow is going to go in the first round. I feel very confident about that. How about the Georgia quarterback? 
the Georgia's a on the fence guy for me. I, I think, you know, more likely a second round guy, but could he go in the twenties? Uh, sure. You know, and maybe he can climb his way up. He's, he's all about the intangibles. Doesn't wow you with any of his skills, but just, um, smart, tough, accurate, those things. He's good. Um, I still think he's kind of a borderline guy there. And then you've got, you know, kind of the wild card. There's a couple wild cards, you know, Jacob Eason at Washington is, got a crazy amount of talent um he's just hasn't played a lot of football and is a little bit inconsistent but you know how some teams gamble on that so i'd keep an eye on him and the kid at utah state i would have thought before the season jordan love would have been a first round pick has not had a great year uh but another guy with a lot of talent th- th- those to me are kind of wild card second round picks more than they are did you picks. think michelle would be a pro uh, an nfl player yeah i mean i i, I have him higher than where he got picked I mean, I thought he was going to chance to be a really good. Because he's not bad. Two. You know, he's got. A, no, he's he knows. Good. He knows how to play the position. I said in my report that he was a poor man's Baker Mayfield. When, in other words, like he kind of is kind of frenetic and and very energetic. Um, he can. He doesn't have quite the arm strength that Baker Mayfield had, but there was some moxie to him that Baker had coming out of college. So. Um, shoot, he's played much better than Baker has this year. So oh, he's absolutely. That, uh, he's played He's played he's really well. Except for the London game, he's played really well this year. He's made a lot of good decisions. What did you? Where did you have Daniel? Were you a pro-Daniel Jones guy or a negative Daniel Jones guy? I, Daniel Jones was my 32nd overall player um, who I thought had a chance to be a solid starter. I, I said, the way I put it was, Daniel Jones, to me, the floor is Ryan Tannehill and the ceiling is Matt Ryan. So you're hoping if you put the right pieces around him, you can get a Matt Ryan type. Of Did you player. know his mobility was this good? Yeah, I mean, yeah, gosh, his, yeah you know, he's, he's, he's a, a lot more mobile than I thought he was. He's very mobile. Yeah, you play behind. Well, first of all, he's a great basketball player, which I loved. Um, so that shows you about his athleticism. Yeah, Billis and then, said uh, he was the toughest player he had. He was. Billis said he was a really underrated basketball player. Absolutely. So he was. He was a very good basketball player. You saw him run. Some of it, it out of necessity, had to run around at Duke because they weren't very good up front. Uh, but they used him in some design quarterback run stuff. He had, I want to say, North Carolina, like a 75-yard touchdown run. So I knew he could scoot. Yeah, he's not bad. I mean, he he's a better athlete than I than he, I thought he would be. And when you look at those two quarterbacks playing this weekend, now they've both turned the ball over. Yeah. Sam has had a lot of trouble since the New England game. Uh, what do you see with the two quarterbacks right now? Well, I think that Daniel has more – significantly more around him at this point in time than Sam does. Uh, you know, Daniel's got to clean up the fumbles, but I, I've seen in terms of throwing the football, I've been encouraged. I think it's kind of normal rookie stuff. You're going to have turnovers. You're going to have high highs, low lows, but I, I, I think he's on the whole, you have to be pleased with how, how he's played. And then Sam, I just, man, it's, they're so bad up front. It's the worst offensive line that I've seen in a long time. And and now you get a game even against Miami when they did have the protection hold up a little bit. He was a little bit skittish. So, I mean, look, they've got to clean the whole thing up around him. I still believe in him. He's a young kid, uh, but he's just not a whole lot for him to work off of right now. And uh, you can see a little bit of the, the frustration in the way he's playing. Who do you think goes to Florida State? Um, I, I still think Stoops from Kentucky is going to end up being the guy. I know Prime. I know Dion's throwing his name in the mix. Yeah, Dion. Dion won't do. He won't do the work. He won't. You can't hire <laughs> Dion. He won't, listen. I, I, I Dion is Dion, but he won't do the work. You can't hire Dion. I mean, that's crazy. I, I would like to see it because I think it would be fun. Just selfishly. Yeah, but he won't. He, 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 you better bring someone in to do the work. He's not going to do the work. So I mean, and uh, I can see Stoops. Um, I know there's been uh, a lot of talk about uh, 
the Iowa State coach, who is a very good coach. Now, I don't know if he could recruit on that level. I don't, And that's where they want to recruit in, pre, in Florida State, as you know, is high pressure. I don't know if he can do that, but he's a good coach. He's done a good job with that program. Want me to tell you who they should hire, Mike? Who? And they should, they should, and let, hear me out on this. I know he's only been there for one year. They should offer Scott Satterfield whatever he wants to leave Louisville to go to Florida State. This is a guy who built the Appalachian State program that was ranked number 20 in the nation last week. Uh, he built that whole thing back up when they went Division One. He and he goes to Louisville where Bobby Petrino had run that thing into the ground. They were a two-win team last year with yep. no talent. And now I think they're, what, are they, like six and two or something yep. like that at Louisville? And he's recruited. He coached at FIU. He recruited and coached uh, uh, T.Y. Hilton. He, he knows Florida. He's got players from there, and he's proven he can turn things around. I would back up the truck if I was Florida State to try and get him out of Louisville, but that would be my choice. And and Florida State just flirting got Fleck a huge deal in Minnesota. I mean, they got him a seven-year deal. I mean, by, Fleck got that deal yeah. signed right before they played Penn State and get their yep. brains beat in this week. That was a veteran move. Very very smart, and he had Florida State flirting, and, and he got everything at the right time. Absolutely. And, you know, the other name was Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is not going to Florida State. There's no way. I mean, there's just I no I can't way. see that. No, and, but you keep hearing USC. You yeah. You keep hearing USC, but the thing is this. Here's what I think about. If Notre Dame thinks for a second that they can get Urban Meyer, they would make a move on him. As, but, again, they're going to have to give Urban the free card where he gets the guys in the school he wants, which is what helped them from going there the first time. And, I, and, yeah. and they're going to have to do that, which I don't know if they'll do. But if they – if Urban Meyer, I, I think, could not resist going to Notre Dame if they offered it to him. I don't, I don't think he could resist it. Mike, we had him on our we had him on our Move the Sticks podcast this week, and he spent thirty minutes with us laying out how he builds a football program. So, if you're a fan of Notre Dame or USC or any of these schools, and want to know what it would look like, man, he he laid the whole thing out. It was like talking to a four star general give you the battle plans. The guy's never lost. He wins everywhere he's he goes. The, he's one of the greatest coaches I've ever seen. Not only that, he also, as you know, I'm sure he got into it, about how the fifth level is winning after you leave. And he's do, and he's yep. proven that now with the, how much they're winning at Ohio State. He left the cupboard full at Ohio State. Ohio State's got wow. a great team right now. No doubt. And selfishly, as somebody that's in the personnel business, look at the players he's giving the NFL and find all the busts. There aren't many of them. I mean, they are some of the they're the best players in the NFL, a bunch of Ohio State guys. So it's working at the college level and he's he's making a bunch of great pros as well. Do you think uh, do you like what uh, Jackson's doing as far as his quarterbacking? Uh, I know people think it's revolutionary. I don't believe that for a second. I think he's a unique player just like Michael Vick was, and he either will or won't get better in the pocket. I don't know if he will or won't. As he gets older, he'll have trouble running because he'll get hurt, just like Michael Vick did. To me, he's just another Michael Vick, a unique, very talented, gifted kid. People who think that it's going to be a new wave of quarterbacks in the NFL are nuts, absolutely nuts. Uh, you agree with that or disagree? He's the best running quarterback that I've – I think Michael Vick was my first year in scouting, so he's – you know he's the he's the best running quarterback since Michael. Vick. No question. Those guys come around no. like him once every every, t- every ten years, and they always and yeah. they always get hurt. Yeah, but he but I'll tell you what he went to an organization with the coach, the offensive coordinator, who's run that offense better than anybody else in history because he had he had Kaepernick when they were going to the Super Bowl with Kaepernick, and he yep. he knew how to put that offense in. They had a great offensive line. They've got running backs, tight ends. 
They've got a defense that keeps you in game, so you don't have to chase points. I mean, it was a perfect landing spot. And he said, yeah, look, give him credit. He's taking advantage of it. you got to have a defense to have that quarterback, though, because it's about controlling the clock and controlling the running game and field position. And you can play win with the lead. Right. You can play with the lead, and you can control the game that way. But your defense has got to be real good. It can't give up cheap points. Like, you can't have a Kansas City defense, and you're not going to put up 40 points every day. You're just not going to do it. Yeah, they've got a formula, though. I mean, you see it. I mean, there's teams. I think you can win right now with them. This At yeah. this stage, you can win with them. But I think it gets harder as the years go on because the punishment that he takes takes a huge effect on his body. It just does. Anybody who's going to carry the ball at quarterback that many times is going to take a beating. It's fun to watch, though. Yeah, that. it is. It's, it it's interesting. Fun. He reminds me of a young Vic. He really does. He's actually faster than Vic was, I think. You know, Vic was great, yeah, but I actually think he's faster than Vic was, as a matter of fact. A little more elusive as a runner, too. I mean, he's, he's fun, man. He's fun to watch running. He can make some plays. Did you like him coming out as far as being able to handle this in the pros, or were you against it? I, no, I thought, I thought this, you know, you have, to, you have to change what you do and build it around him, but I thought you had a chance. I think it's a, it's a very high floor, maybe a low ceiling, you know, system where you're going to win nine, ten games every year because you're just going to run the ball down people's throats. Now, when you get in the postseason, it gets a little hard more to win in the playoffs with those guys. Yeah. Very hard. That, that's the whole point. That's yeah. the point. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, very hard. Defenses get better and they take it away. So it's very hard to win in the playoffs with that. I, get, I, I agree with you on that. Regular season, when you don't see it, it's much harder to defend. I totally agree. We're talking with Daniel Jeremiah about a variety of things because he does college and he does the draft and he does the NFL and everything. All right. Um, NFC, who makes the playoffs? Who doesn't? Because the teams that don't is going to be very interesting. Who doesn't make the playoffs in the NFC? Well, I, who are your I wild cards? The, who are your the, wild the cards? Way, the, the way it's looking right now, I would say you're going to get the, the, the Packers and the Vikings, I think, are both going to get in out of the North. So okay. that's one of your wild cards right okay. there. Um, I, and I think the other wild card is going to come out of the West. I think it's going to be, when it's all said and done, it's going to be for those three teams, the Niners, the Seahawks, the Rams. I think the Niners are in, and I think the Seahawks, Rams, whoever comes out of that will be the second wild card, which means only one team from the NFC East. I, you like I, Dallas I or Philly? I've liked Philly. And, I like uh, Philly. I like Philly. I'll stay with Philly, but I mean, to me, it's kind of a coin flip between those two. I think but Philly's I'll, I'll last Philly. five games are games they can win. They get Dallas at home and four easy games: two with the Giants, one with Washington, one with one with Miami. I think they can run the table and and uh, and win it. I think so, and I think. Green, uh, Green Bay at San Francisco, followed by San Francisco at New Orleans. That's going to decide things. I think New Orleans is going to wind up with the one seed myself. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one, though. I cannot wait for that game. Um, and, and those teams in the trenches, look, it's so funny. This game ain't complicated, man. Look at these teams we're talking about, how good their offensive and defensive lines are. That's, that's, that's how you win, man. That's how you do it each and every year. Don't, don't stray from that. Those are the good teams. What's going on with the Rams? You think the Rams are, uh, are hurting, or you think they'll have a good second half? Well, I think they, they've just dropped some early games, and I think they're, they're facing that first-place schedule, and their division is a murderer's row, the way that division is right now. So uh, I think that's kind of part of it. I could see them getting on a little bit of a run here. When you look at, at Steelers-Bears the next two weeks, um, uh, they, can get, they can get right against those two teams before they, they go to the, on the road to take on the Ravens. I think that's a Sunday night game, so that'll be, a, that'll be a huge one. Has Kingsbury done better than you thought or less than you thought or what you thought as far as taking over and running that program? I'll be honest with you, I, it's a little bit better than I thought. Um, I agree. I, you know, especially I agree. the way they started and they've been competitive and that team is still not have a ton 
ton of talent, um, and uh, and they're competitive, and they're winning football games, and they're in football games for the most part, except for the Saints game. Were you um, a Trubisky so, guy or not a Trubisky guy? I had Trubisky uh, in the in the. 30s on my list coming out and he was a second pick so the coffee was a little bit rich for me but I, I do think he's got a lot of talent and I think that there is a lack of faith there between him and the head coach and that's a, that's an issue also a thin skin you can't be running around as the bear quarterback and then worried about what the media is saying about you you cannot it's not going to work not in that town where they basically bleed everything Chicago Bears yeah. you cannot worry about the fact they're going to give you a hard time in that town they are you can't run around turn the TVs off <laughs> I know I know I just yeah that's something I I, I I think you might regret putting that one out there. I mean, that was a killer. Jameis Winston, you a believer or not a believer? I think I know who Jameis Winston is, and I would try be trying to find that next guy because I use the confetti test, Mike. I, I try and envision, could I see the confetti falling down with this guy hoisting the Lombardi Trophy, and I don't see that with Jameis Winston. Here's the thing um, with Winston that's fascinating, though, Daniel. He makes enough positive plays, he just makes too many negative plays. This is how I say it. Uh, Jameis, the way, the best way to summarize Jameis Winston, every week he does a great job of keeping both teams in the football He does. Game. That's exactly well said. He does exactly that. And I would think you could cut the bad stuff out when he makes that many good throws. That's who he is. But that's who he is. That's who he's always been. That's who he'll always be. I mean, he's played a lot of games in this league, and he's, he's shown you that he just does not have a lot of regard for the football and the, the turnovers. It's just... You can't make a run in the postseason when you when you turn the ball over that much. Would you fine tune or back up the truck in Atlanta? I, I would. In with the Falcons, I'm starting over. I, I would. I would probably trade everything that wasn't nailed down. They need a full reboot, including Matty Ice. I would. I, I just think by the time I think you're right, you get the rest of the team where it needs to be. It's going to be outside of his window, so you might as well use him at this point in time to create some assets and just start the painful rebuild. Were you a Christian McCaffrey fan coming out of the draft? Yeah, and in uh, he's he, look, he's even eclipsed what I thought he would do. But I mean, I thought he was a top, you know, he was a top top tier player in that draft, and he's been able to carry the same workload that he carried at Stanford. That was my only question: Could he hold up? Man, he has. Yeah, he's better than I thought he would. I loved Cook. I thought Dalvin Cook was the steal. I th- I loved him. I thought he was the best back in college. He's been great, but he's also been hurt. But, uh, I mean, he's having a really good year this year. But McCaffrey's even been a little better. Yeah, he, look, he's doing this. He's, he's treating the NFL like it's the Pac-12. I mean, that's, he's just carving up everybody, doing it running, catching. He's on a record pace right now for the numbers, but he's just getting lost in the shuffle because he's not a quarterback. Were you a Deshaun Watson fan or no? I like Deshaun Watson. I should have liked him a lot more than See, I did. See, I, I loved top, him in college. He was my top quarterback. I loved him I in college. Him I didn't think he was going to be a great pro. I admit it. I, I begged people to vote for him in the Heisman. I voted for him twice in a row. He didn't win it either year. I thought he was the best player in college. I thought he would struggle more from the pocket than he has. Uh, his coach was right. I was wrong. His coach said he was going to be a great pro. He's been a really good pro, much better than I thought he would be. He's got, and I've got to know him through that draft process and even more now in the league. My, he has rare competitiveness. I mean, rare, rare, rare competitiveness. He was a great and college that, player. I just yeah. thought he would have trouble negotiating what was his strength in college, his ability to put pressure on a corner and still be able to, you know, make the throws. I thought he would struggle more from the pocket than he has in the pros. He's better, especially at throwing that deep ball. He's better at throwing at it than I thought he would be. He really is a very productive player. He really is. If you told me I could build around one young quarterback right now, I know most people would take Mahomes, 
to me, that'd be a debate. I, I could make a strong case for, for Watson and what he does. He is really good. That's a heck of a statement. Thanks very much for coming on. Appreciate it, Daniel. Thanks very much. Thanks, thanks man. Take care. All right, Bye. Daniel Jeremiah, uh, NFL Network. Uh, move the sticks on Twitter. Back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.